This is a podcast from the Queen City Podcast Network. There's good all around us. Let's hear about it. Welcome to Do Good Charlotte on the Queen City Podcast Network. I'm Pamela Escobar. In each Do Good Charlotte podcast, you will find out who's helping, who could use a helping hand, and just how you can spread around your own good. In this episode of Do Good Charlotte, we're motivating you to get involved and volunteer. Share Charlotte is focused on rallying up volunteers dedicated to improving their neighborhoods. We're making it easier for you by telling you about some great organizations. One of those is Freedom School Partners. We're joined by Director of Development, Jonathan Russell, and volunteer, Wendy Stockton. Welcome to Do Good Charlotte. Thank you. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. Awesome. So, Jonathan, let's talk about what you do and why you do it. All right. Well, I am the Director of Development at Freedom School Partners. So what that basically means is uh, I have overall responsibility for our fundraising efforts, right? Our relationships with foundations, with uh, government, with corporate partners, individuals, and the team that that helps us with that as well, uh, and our kind of overall marketing uh, efforts as well. So my job is to work with the team to help bring in the dollars so we can... uh, uh, have great programs for our, for our scholars. So talk about your scholars. Who are they and how do you find them? Yeah, that's a great question. So our scholars are K through eight children uh, across Charlotte Mecklenburg and we find them, we work with uh, different partnerships, right? So we are Freedom School Partners and we often say that partners is an intentional part of our name. So we partner with local faith groups, uh, community organizations, um, the schools themselves, school counselors, liaisons, things like that, who help us identify kids who uh, could need quality summer learning programs, who might have some barriers, whether they be financial barriers, transportation barriers, whatever they might be, uh, and they help us identify the kids that we serve. Uh, and our goal this year, this summer, will be we'll have 12, loca- 12 locations across the city of Charlotte serving 700 scholars. So... Um we're talking about scholars and learning, but Wendy, you told me we hide it. We do. So tell me, tell me what what it's like if I'm going through this program and I'm a K through eight kid. Well, it's more like a summer camp where we sort of disguise the learning parts of it. Um, so there are all kinds of different activities that are involved, um, and the focus is on summer literacy um, because kids lose a fair amount of their literacy during the summer, um, particularly the under-resourced um, kids. So what we focus on is giving them a good time while also um, helping them to learn and um, address the, um, the summer learning loss. Yeah, summer learning loss, but then also I would think, too, sometimes what they weren't able to gain during the school year, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, reading, there's there's so many aspects that make uh, a great reader, right? There's knowing how to read, right, and the phonics and the mechanics uh, of reading. Uh, but there's also reading engagement, right? Do you like to read? Are you enjoying reading? Are you learning new things? Are you feeling inspired by what you do? And that's really where we fit into into the equation, right? So, um, you know, I think our schools do a phenomenal job. Uh, I'm married to 
Charlotte Mecklenburg School's best educator, so I'm just going to say that. <laughs> uh, but they do a phenomenal job, and and we, yeah, we want to be here to kind of maybe help fill in some gaps and and as Wendy said, you know, stop that summer learning loss. You know, most of the achievement gap, over two thirds of the achievement gap in reading and math, occurs from a lack of opportunity outside of the classroom, uh, especially during the summer months. So our scholars get to engage with beautiful and amazing books all summer. Um, these books are designed to reflect who they are, right? They, they read about you know, fiction and nonfiction, characters, real, real people who look like them, who came from similar backgrounds, uh, and they engage with those books and hopefully feel inspired about their futures and that they have a place in this world and this community and that they can make a difference. Well, I'm looking at some stats and it says on average, more than 85% of your scholars gained or maintained their reading capabilities after participating in Freedom School. That's impressive. That is impressive. Yeah, no, it's uh, um, we are effective, right? It is a ton of fun. As Wendy said, we like to have fun. Uh, and it's also very effective, uh, gaining or maintaining in their reading ability. Not only that, um, but also kids vote with their feet, right? And so uh, 80% attendance rate, you know, throughout the summer, usually over 80%. Um, our parents tell us in our surveys all the time that their children are more confident readers, that they enjoy reading more. Um, so it's an extremely successful program. Let's talk a little bit about your background. So you're married to a teacher, um, but in addition to that, you used to be a teacher. I was for a couple of years, yes. Okay, so what brought you to um, Freedom School Partners? Okay, uh, so I'll try and keep this as, as uh, succinct as I can, right? I was a, a civics and economics teacher in high school for a couple of years, and um, during my college years and then briefly professionally uh, during this whole time, I was involved with the Boy Scouts and I worked at their summer camp. And that is just kind of how I, I don't know how to put a, put a better word, I kind of like stumbled into nonprofit work. Uh, and so I started working professionally for the Boy Scouts. They had a, a job open up and, and I started working for them. And that's how I got involved in community work and fundraising. And um, I've been at the Boy Scouts, I've been at United Way. And I was, I saw this position open and really saw an opportunity, right? I saw an organization that was really leaning into educational equity and, and you know, we were having such deep conversations as a community about racial equity. Um, and I mean, there's, just remember so much was going on. I started with Freedom School back in December of 2020 and just think about all the world, all that was going on in the world. And I just thought this was just a wonderful opportunity to take something that I love to do, right, but also do it at a place that has a mission that I really care about. Yeah, that's, that's great. Wendy, you used to be on the board. You've always been a volunteer. Explain for somebody who's listening what volunteers do. How do you get involved? Um, oh, gosh. Well, this is the perfect time of year to talk about volunteer 
um, opportunities. Um, there are so many opportunities. Um, w- one is to work at, we have a, a warehouse, um, and they put together um, supplies and get ready for the summer in that area. It's really fun. And there are a number of groups who also use that as a t- team building opportunity. Um, that's really fun. Um, so it's like sorting books and sorting books, supply. sorting, um, I mean, th- uh, Yes, uh, yes, it is very organized and strategic, and um, the Freedom School staff does a great job of, number one, um, getting these um, supplies from various um, areas in the community, Um, and so we put them together because you have to supply each of the 12 sites this year um, with the various supplies. So you put those together um, at their direction, and it's just fun. And it's fun to interact with, interact with the staff there. It's fun to interact with each other. And so there's that opportunity. And then there are a number of other opportunities. I will tell you one of the more fun ones is to be a guest reader at Harambe. And Harambe is a – Jonathan can probably explain this better than I, but it's like a pep rally right. in the morning for every site, every six, every day of the six-week um, camp. So yeah. you get to read aloud? Yes. Yeah. Harambe is a um, key Swahili word, and it means let's pull together. And so that's how our scholars start every day at all 12 sites. They are singing songs, they are cheering, they are chanting, uh, they do the motivational song every day that has just these amazing uh, gestures and movements to them, and it's just a really great way for our scholars to start the day. Maybe they didn't have a great day the day before, right? And it's like, you know what? We're starting over. We're going to level set. We're going to have a great day, and we always have a guest reader come in and read a short story share a little bit more about who they are, where they come from, because, you know, one of the things that we bring to the table, I think, that, that is unique, right? It's, it's Yes, it's reading and it's learning. It's also social capital, right? It's allowing these kids to meet successful men and women, again, many of them who, who you know, most of our, our the scholars we serve are children of color, right? So seeing successful men and women who look like them, um, and helping them inspire them. So, yeah, every day, Harambe. So that equals about like 350, 400 readers uh, that we have to recruit for the whole summer. That's great, though. So they get to see lifelong readers talk a little bit about what they do and how reading helps them. And that's fun. That sounds like a lot of fun uh, for a volunteer to do. Well, and then you're invited. The kids. Oh, gee, thanks. <laughs> um, that would be fun. Uh, and it doesn't sound like a huge time commitment because it's just the morning routine. It is right? a really great opportunity, especially for like the busy executive, right? They may have a full day to get to. Uh, they can, you know, arrive at the school at 815. They read the book. They answer a few questions. If they can stick around for the song, that's great. And then off they go. Off they go. So you identify these kids. You work with all your partners. Kids don't pay, though? Not if I'm doing my job right. Um, (laughs) (laughs) No, uh, yeah, it's, you know, 85 to 90% of the kids we serve are going to be on free and reduced lunch, right? And so we're all about eliminating barriers. Uh, So they could be financial barriers. I mean, pre-pandemic, the average week of summer camp was $300. That's pre-pandemic. Post-pandemic and now with inflation, um, you know, my kids haven't done summer school yet, so I'm not exactly sure what the prices are these days. But that's expensive. 
So, all right, six weeks. That's a lot of money. So, so yeah, we want to eliminate barriers, uh, whether it be financial barriers. We provide transportation if necessary, right? We provide safe busing transportation if they need it. Uh, it's a safe place for them to be with great role models. I have to say, so we've been talking about, of course, the year-round staff and our great volunteers during the summer. Those who are actually working with our scholars are our interns, our servant leader interns. And I'm going to say we are hiring. This is a paid internship. Um, but this is really where the magic happens. It's, you know, these are college students. Uh, they have to have finished their freshman year of college. Uh, they train with us, and they're the ones working with the scholars each and every day in their curriculum. And, I mean, they're pro- being great role models and providing positive mentorship. Uh, and that's part of the fun, I think, especially at the warehouse, but in other parts of it. I mean, these college kids are just so inspiring because, you know, there's lots of great internships around there. They could, you know, we've got a city full of high rises with, you know, very powerful and uh, corporate, you know, uh, partners who, you know, have great opportunities. Um, but they're coming to work for us uh, because they want to make a difference. And so they're just really inspiring to work with. Well, it sounds like a lot of fun. So after the break, we'll talk about how we apply if we, okay. want to, we were an intern, how we get involved if we want to be a volunteer, and then also how we donate if we just want to give. Where do you turn to stay in touch with the city around you? Broadcast news isn't what it used to be. And commercial radio doesn't scratch that itch. If only there was one place you could get it all, when you want, wherever you want, on your schedule, there is the Queen City Podcast Network. Listen to your city on your schedule at queencitypodcastnetwork.com and everywhere you get your podcasts. All right, so I want to volunteer. Mm-hmm. Or I want to be an intern. Where do I go? You go to our website, freedomschoolpartners.org. And on the website, there is a tab called How You Can Help. And you should see, click on that, and you should see something for both volunteerism and to be a servant leader intern and how to apply. Awesome. And I was just on the website, and it's very easy to navigate. And if I'm a volunteer, I can click on and I see a calendar of events and there's like signups for different things. So we could, like Wendy was saying, we could go to the warehouse and we could sort yep. things. Yep. And, and, and then also later on in the year, uh, there'll be other exciting opportunities. Yes. Tell me about um, when you need the most volunteers this summer. All right. So, of course, that calendar is going to populate as we get closer to the summer. Our single largest day of volunteerism is called Great Day of Deer. That's D-E-A-R. And it stands for Drop Everything and Read. And this is actually something we do every day at Freedom School. Right before lunch, the kids get about 30 minutes to pick out a book that from their classroom library, one that speaks to them, that they're interested in, can be about anything, and they read silently. Um, on July, let me see what the date is, 19th, we are going to have the Great Day of Deer. They'll read uh, 
one book that FSP will select. I'm not sure what that book is just yet, um, but they'll, they'll all be provided with that book. And the goal is, the aspirational goal is to have one volunteer per scholar. So that's 700 volunteers across 12 sites to come and read with a scholar and if they have time to participate in an activity afterwards. Okay, so that's that's a lot of people that you need. Um, right now, I'm sure you're already looking for your kids, and then now we also get to get the volunteers to match up with them. So one day, July 19th, hopefully mm-hmm. people are listening and, and they'll want to do it. But that sounds like, Wendy, have you done that before? Um, I have not, actually. I've read with them, but not on that actual day, but I've been a reading partner with them. So yeah. tell me about that experience, reading with the, with the child. I mean, I, I'm a mom. I do it with my own kids. I don't have the opportunity to do it with lots of other kids. Right. It's... Um, so it's 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 interesting because you have to keep their attention, which, as you know, as a mom, sometimes is a little difficult. Um, but it, you know, if you do, you keep trying with maybe a different book, um, and you finally, you finally, I have found that you finally sort of get their attention um, and use different tactics to sort of, sort of, you know, deal with their. Um, personality. You sort of figure that out. Um, and they're usually very much all in. Mm-hmm. They, are, sure. they are active, to be sure, um, and sometimes distracted by others in their group, but um, they, are, they, are, they are fun. And, um, you know, I, I, I want to talk as well about the Scholastic Book Fair. That also is an important volunteer opportunity. Absolutely. And that also is fun because that's an opportunity where you they all come from different sites to one site and you help them pick out a certain number of books that they um, that are based on their age. And um, some of them want your help. Some of them don't. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them want to pick out a book for their little sister or brother it's really fun so yeah. that's another opportunity yeah. as well so that's a focus of, on the yeah book piece. yeah absolutely the book fair is tons of fun part of what we're doing here is also building home libraries so last summer um we sent home about a little over eighteen thousand books with our scholars right so the kids are going to get to take home 20 to 30 books to keep forever uh, and, and that's part of what we do, right, is to help build home libraries because just having books in the house makes a difference. Um, and a lot of the books that we provide them are gently used. They're in great shape. The Scholastic Book Fair, I mean, um, so many of us have the memory of the Scholastic Book Fair at school, right? It was exciting. You know, we took home our goosebumps or whatever it is that we were excited about as kids. And so that's what we're trying to give them. And um, so, yeah, they'll get to take home, no charge, two or three uh, new books uh, to take home with them. And, um, yeah, we always always need volunteers for the book fair. Yep. Uh, yeah, you're talking. I'm I'm a book lover. I mean, I remember going to the library as a kid. I just love the fact that the books were free and you could just pile them up and take them. So this book fair was an you know a huge event when we were kids, and then even in my girls, it's it's a big, fun, exciting time. Um, and some of these schools do them even at night, so parents can come and and do it. So I, yeah, I can imagine that that's a lot of fun to witness, uh, especially when they don't have to pay for them, and so they're getting to pick these books. And how sweet that they're thinking of their siblings and getting books and being able to read to them. So it just sounds like a really 
you're really turning kids into lovers, like re- that love to read. I mean, just love, yeah. love, love to read, and um, which I think is just so important because, like you said, like then they'll be able to retain it, and then they'll go back to school, and they'll just be in such a better position. I just want to ask a couple more questions as far as uh, these kids aren't paying for this, like you said, mm-hmm. um, and you're and it's it's a full day, full day, eight a.m. to three p.m. And you're feeding them too, and we feed them. So, so if people don't have time to volunteer, uh, they can donate as well, right? Absolutely. And and there's a button on your page there's for that button too. On the, there's <laughs> a button on the page for that that says donate now, uh, so you can donate. And uh, of course, all of the staff and our emails uh, are on there as well, so you can come find us. So, you know, I know I'm talking to a bunch of individuals, but I'm also talking to a bunch of listeners who work for companies. Maybe your company wants to get involved. Um, you know, talk about Great Day of Deer. Great Day of Deer is actually an, a really great day for a lot of our corporate partners to get involved. I mean, I think about last year, Bank of America sent out 200 or so volunteers on Great Day of Deer that covered four sites, Belk, um, a couple of other companies. I mean, and it's a really fun group activity as, yeah. as a team to, to go out and do. Well, and a lot of places need to do volunteer opportunities, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. So, uh, yeah, having everybody go out and do that, and then everybody can come back and talk about that experience and the kid they had mm-hmm. and uh, whether or not they were able to keep their attention or not. I find changing your voice uh, helps a lot Ooh, with that. good one. Yeah, for okay. sure. Let's keep that in mind, Wendy. Yeah, yeah kids, kids oh. love it. kids love it when you start making funny noises. Um, <laughs> well, I just want to thank you both. Is there anything that I didn't ask that you wanted to make sure that our listeners know about? Uh, you've got all these notes in front of you, so I just want to make sure. I know, I know. I don't want. I wanted to make sure we remembered everything, but I didn't want to get distracted by the notes. But you know, I think the one thing I want the listeners to take away from this. I mean, yes, reading and learning and you know, we want to solve the achievement gap, but this is such joyful work, right? I mean, it is fun and exciting. And, you know, when you get to meet the kids and you get to meet the interns and you're just, you're going to leave inspired. My dear time story, Wendy, actually happened last summer, right? So I work with our corporate partners. I think it was like the first week of Freedom School. So, okay, first week, we kind of know how first few days go. You want to make sure the door is unlocked and, you know, like all these things. So I was meeting a couple of uh, volunteers out there who were going to come and just to make sure they got in there okay. So, all right, we get them in, we get them checked in, we get them to the classroom, we get them matched up with a, a scholar to read. And I get this just like little pull on the back of my shirt and I turn around, this cute little girl. She says, are you here to read with me? And like, was I planning to? No. <laughs> but I turned, I was like, Oh, honey, of course I'm here to read with you. And I've got twin boys at home, right? So I'm reading about, like, dinosaurs and football and things like that. And now I get to – and for, you know, 30 minutes I got to sit with this cute-as-a-button little girl and I was reading about – fairies and ponies and princesses and it was uh it was just so much fun so that'll be a a memory i won't soon forget yeah and all those ponies and all those fairies can have a different voice that's right that's (laughs) right i'm a mom of girls so i think that's the the different experience well i thank you so much for coming in it sounds like a lot of fun i hope people take the opportunity to volunteer this summer um with you guys because it just sounds like um you're really making a difference in a lot of kids lives here in charlotte's great mission it is a great mission that any volunteer will um, love to be a part of. Yeah. 
Awesome. Thank you so much. So do you know anyone like Jonathan or Wendy who is doing good in our community? Let me know. Tell me about someone or a nonprofit organization that that should be heard on Do Good Charlotte. Reach out to me, Pamela Escobar, on social media. I'm Reporter Pam on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Or you can also go to the Queen City Podcast Network page and fill out the contact form for Do Good Charlotte. A big thanks to Share Charlotte. Make sure you use the hashtag DoGoodCLT and head to ShareCharlotte.org to find nonprofits looking for your help. There's good all around us. Let's hear about it. QueenCityPodcastNetwork.com.